0: You're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today, we're talking about chapters 29 and 30 of Fruits Basket. I feel like, woo, I know, I know. (laughs) This doesn't really feel like a milestone, but it feels like a lot for some reason. It's like, we're getting up there. It's like, not a, not another, it's not a special milestone, but I just looking at it now, like, oh, it feels like a lot.
1: Wow, we keep talking and people keep listening. I
0: know, it's like, it keeps happening. (laughs) I was talking to someone recently about the podcast and I was like, well, we have like, I don't know, 30 episodes now or something. (laughs) Like I haven't even looked, but it's a lot. Like there's, there's 15 and then there's like maybe like eight anime breaks. So there's a significant amount, like 25, let's say this is episode 15, I guess. I
1: think we can officially call it a backlog.
0: (laughs) There's a podcast. (laughs) We have a body of work. (laughs) It's kind of impressive. Anyway, on that note, I want to. This is an announcement. Next time we're going to be reading normally we read two chapters at a time but next time we're going to be reading chapters 31 to 34. So we're not covering just two we're going to cover four. But we're probably going to split it into two episodes because it's a lot of content. So probably what's going to happen is I think what's going to happen is the first half is going to be or the first episode is going to be all summary of what happens in those four and the second part is going to be all discussion. So it needs to definitely be broken up. So over the next, after this week, over the next two weeks, there'll be um, two episodes that cover chapters 31 to 34. And if you haven't read this before, it's because they all kind of cover one event, one major event. So get excited.
1: <laughs> it's um, the uh, arc that served as the finale for the original anime. So
0: <laughs> yeah, ah, you're right. It's significant. <laughs> it is significant. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. It's a big deal. So we're getting to our first like major dramatic arc, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm without spoiling anything. Anyway, today we're going to discuss chapters 29 and 30, which are, like, kind of (laughs) lighthearted chapters. (laughs) So we're going to do our summary, our discussion, and our spoilery discussion. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to get right into it. So chapter 29 opens with Uo talking to Toru. Yo, Toru, check it out, Uo says. (laughs) And she, like, grabs Toru's head and turns it over to what she's talking about. And it turns out that Hanajima is talking to... Uh, two of the Yuki fan girls, the Prince Yuki fan club girls, uh, the one called, or her last name is Kinosta. Maybe they'd become friends, Toru says. <laughs> and U is like, no way, <laughs> which is true. Hana comes over and they ask her, what's up? And Hana explains that apparently they want to have a special on Denpa for the next school newspaper, but they don't have any reference material, so they want to visit her house. There's nothing suspicious about that, <laughs> of course what are they thinking with a feature like that uo wonders who knows hana says however i felt the unmistakable presence of sinister waves (laughs) Uh, but she did say that they could come over and she says of course she can't back down from a challenger when the waves might break and uo is like all right a fight that's what i like to see and i think tor is kind of like (laughs) concerned in the background (laughs) uo says that it's so suspicious that she's curious and that she'll drop by after work Hana also invites Toru to join as well, but Toru says that she has to pick up Kisa. I mean, she has other plans, <laughs> she says. <laughs> Hana looks a bit dismayed at first, but then smiles and replies, really, sinister waves, Toru thinks, looking slightly concerned. From above, we see the two girls who were just talking to Hana passing Yuki and blushing. And then, we, zoom, we pull back and we see a girl with ribbons in her hair looking out of the window. And It's clear now that it was her perspective looking down on the two girls. The girl swoons and says how can it be yuki's beauty sparkles even brighter than usual what is it is it the glitter of dignity being the next of being the next student body president no and the girl's face is then revealed she's clasping her hands as she continues dramatically no it's something else the sparkling presence of a prince it's yuki's natural light watoko senpai one of the girls barges in and then <laughs> announces that operation invade the wave girl's house is a success well done, Makoto says, and asks if, the girl, um, asks if the wave girl suspected anything and the two girls who come in say no. Perfect, she says. Let us move on to the next step. Prince Yuki fan club first-year representative, Mio Yamagishi-san. Second-year representative, Minami Kinoshita-san, Motoko says, turning dramatically to them. And I, third-year representative, Motoko Minagawa, together, we cannot fail in our mission at the extermination of Toru Honda, which seems really intense. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this whole Motoko is so dramatic, and I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On the next page, we see Yuki shown in princely garb, up to and including Litting some uh, thigh high boots. Yes, <laughs> I did not notice until this read. <laughs> in my notes, it says including knee high boots <laughs> <laughs> specifically. That's what being a prince is all about. Like, obviously, <laughs> he's got to look good. <laughs> he's got to dress the part, <laughs> and he's. See, surrounded by narration about the Prince Yuki fan club, which reads Prince Yuki is the name for Yuki, the Yukisoma fan club that exists within Kaibara High School. They say that membership includes more than half the female student body. Their club mission statement is Let us all extol, love, and protect the prince who has graced our school with his presence. But what they really mean is, Don't steal him, bitch. <laughs> and the club rules are strict and absolute. One, do not steal Prince Charmi's private property. Two, Do not go inside the prince's house. Three, when you talk to him, you must have someone else with you. Four, refer to him as follows. If you're in third year, Yuki. If you're in second year, Yuki-kun. If you're in first year, Somokun. kun Five, (laughs) etc. I like how the last one just says (laughs) etc. Anyone who disobeys, even if they're not in the club, may or may not receive harsh punishment. So that's all the narration that surrounds that beautiful image of Yuki in boots. As we pointed out. So we cut back to um, Motoko saying, Our club can no longer turn a blind eye to these countless transgressions. Now that my seniors have graduated, I can finally enforce the rules properly. Toru Honda must be punished. All right. (laughs) We see a scene of Toru talking to Yuki and Kyo, like casually, and we see Motoko's narration continues. What gives her the right to be so close to Yuki? The girl's a witch. What if her beloved Yuki were to fall in love with her? With Toru, specifically. (laughs) (laughs) It all made sense when I wrote it. Minami is like, please stop. We have to protect him from the witches. Motoko says she's right. But Toru Honda is, of course, protected by a demon lord with tremendous powers who can control electro-poison waves. And then we see Hana uh, in her cape, hair flowing, crows surround her, cawing. And she's holding like a weird like voodoo doll or something but to me it just looks like an eggplant with french fries yeah. stuck in it <laughs> looks like a horsey
1: made of an eggplant <laughs> <laughs> horsey
0: <laughs> i assert that it is uh, a <laughs> it's an eggplant with fries stuck in it <laughs> they say that toro of course is protected by the yankee arisa ootani but at least she is human they say that they must first get rid of the demon lord to get rid of the witch, Toru. Which is why they cannot allow Operation Infiltrate the Wave Girls' house to fail. They must find her weakness and seal her denpa. I like how this whole like narrative is about <laughs> this like, fairy tale-style narrative of going to mm-hmm. their house. Anyway, we see Hana leading the fangirls home. So this is after school. We see Hana leading the fangirls home via the train and the girls are like, wait, you take the train to school? And they're all super scared, but they can't be hesitant. They have to be strong- to exterminate the demon mio the dark-haired girl up, up until all this time i just called them the prince yuki girls. i didn't know all their names other than motoko but yeah i don't think they come up really all that often after this they're always shown, shown. <laughs> like the two the two girls were already yeah, shown I mean, their names <laughs> but their names don't for sure yeah motoko comes up a lot but mm-hmm. anyway mio the dark-haired girl in case you were wondering who mio is it's the dark-haired one Mia wonders what Hanajuma's house will be like, and they imagine this, like, Dracula-esque castle, yet more crows surrounding it, mm. and a graveyard of, like, cross-shaped tombstones in front, and she says for some reason the sky is always cloudy around it, and in her room there's a strange magic circle and fallen statues as if she were starting some sort of ritual. <laughs> we're here, Hana says, and th- as they arrive at a completely normal but sort of large house. They enter and remove their shoes, and Hana suggests that they don't speak their names while they're inside. Why is that? They all wonder in shock. But she doesn't answer. And then we see we cut to them all sitting in Hana's room, which is also disappointingly normal, but decorated with a lot of black decor. So Hana goes out to make them tea, and Motoko tells them that while she's out to search the room for her weaknesses. In their search, Motoko opens a closet she finds inside the closet a small dark-haired boy and then she shuts the closet right away as hana comes back in <laughs> which is a wonderful gag <laughs> it made me laugh <laughs> hana comes in and apologizes for making them wait and motoko is like what what and freaks out about the boy in the closet and Hana is like oh it's megumi <laughs> it's her brother she explains and she encourages megumi to come out megumi emerges from the closet and says you're not toru-san and risa san are you new friends of saki Hana calmly explains that, no, while they are the same gender, they're complete strangers. (laughs) And they're like, is she serious? So they all sit together and they eat dongo. And the Prince Yuki fangirls comment on how much like Hanajima Megumi is. And Hana is like, he doesn't look like me. And they're like, he looks just like you. (laughs) (laughs) They ask Megumi if he can send waves too. And he's like, oh, I can't do anything like that. And they're like briefly relieved. And he's like, the only thing that I can do is curse people. And the girls all silently freak out. <laughs> <laughs> he explains in more detail and they ask how he's able to do it. With their name, he says. Now that you mentioned it, I still haven't heard your names, he says. But Motoko has had enough and she stands up and freaks out and is like, well, we probably shouldn't stay too long. <laughs> but the other kind of she and the other Prince Yuki fangirls squabble and are like, Remember we, what we came here to do? And Mio eventually blurts out, Hanajima san, do you have any weaknesses? <laughs> Instead of running away. <laughs> I do, she says. And then we see a kind of like shocked ghost people panel that we haven't seen in a while, which is nice. <laughs> You're all in the Prince Yuki fan club, Hanajima says. You must really hate Toru for getting so close to Yuki Soma recently. You must want to punish her, but I'm in the way of doing that. Are you scared? And since they've been found out, Motoko cuts to the point and suggests that Hana just tell Toru not to be so close with Yuki. Hana says that they're acting out of jealousy and they're like, We're not jealous, we're rightfully angry. What about you? Hana asks, What do you know about Torukun? It saddens me that she's looked down upon merely for associating with something like Yuki. Something like, they say, and they freak out, and they're all like, How dare? Essentially, <laughs> I cut a lot of this dialogue. They're all like just bickering with each other. Mm <laughs> hmm. We love him, Motoko says, eventually. Do you understand how Toru Honda's actions are trampling our feelings? If you like him, Megumi suddenly pipes in. You can't say whatever pops into your head and assume you'll be forgiven. If you like him, how can you speak about him so disrespectfully? You should know that if you bombard someone with one-sided love, then you're nothing but a burden to them. And you will just end up hurting them in the end. If you don't respect other people's feelings, he will only hate you in the end. Minami-san, Mio-san, and... Motoko san. And at this point, all the girls fully freak out and they bail out at full speed and like run out into the street. There's like a panel of a little kid walking, like reading something, and you see them like blurred out behind him. Um, We see Hana and Megumi looking after them, and Megumi asks, Did I go too far? (laughs) And then he, of course, reveals that he learned their names while he was hiding in the closet and they were like sassing each other to look around the room to find things uh, that might be Hana's weakness. Hanajima says, I felt a little jealous, too. I felt like this almost had taken Torukun from me. It left me feeling lonely, but you're right. I can't be selfish. I mustn't be like those three. And Megumi says you can learn from their bad example. Megumi's so charming for, uh, <laughs> for someone who's young and so uh, knowledgeable. Anyway. <laughs> Toru and Uo arrive to check on things. Um, and Uo says that she ran into Toru in the station. Toru looks especially concerned. and She asks where the other girls are. I think she was worried about you, Uo says. And then we see it in the narration, which I think is like Hana's thoughts, when you treasure someone, it can be a little painful to see them find happiness with someone else. And sometimes you make it lonely. But, and then we see a wonderful, like, smiling panel of Hana. It can also make you happy. All the same, my weakness will always be Torukun. Oh, oh, it's so charming. <laughs> it's cute. They are really good friends. Anyway, we'll get to it. <laughs> At school, I guess I think yeah, the next day. At school the next day, we see the freaked out fangirls running into Hana and Toru in the hall, and they say hello, and Toru actually bows to them too and greets them. Yesterday we failed and ran away, Motoko says. But the Prince Yuki fan club will never give in to you. And Toru is like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> As you wish, Hana says. But what she really meant was I love you. No, she couldn't. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> the crossover between no. Yeah. There's got to be a crossover of Princess Bride fans yeah. and Vruba fans. There's no way there <laughs> yeah. isn't. <laughs> yeah, that one's pretty large. <laughs> <laughs> As you wish, Hana says. And by the way, the curse will take effect in three days. And the girls are shocked again in the background. And they ask if they're really cursed. And she's like, who knows? You'll just have to find out in three days. <laughs> and they're like, you are a demon. And they run off, I guess. At the end of the chapter, there's a chibi panel of Hana talking to Yuki, which is wonderful. And Hana says, I apologize for speaking of you poorly. And Yuki's like, eh? She's like, things must be difficult for you, and he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's really great.
1: The end. That's a, that's a gag I love when someone like apologizes to someone for something they did somewhere else, and there's like, what? What? <laughs> what? There's actually a later instance of that in the series, but
0: same for the spoilers.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I just thought of it now because I was like, oh, I love that gag. Oh, wait, the other example I can think of right now is also something <laughs> fresh.
0: We'll talk about it later in like twenty mm-hmm. minutes i was just drinking don't mind me okay drinking on the job yeah working nine to five do you think there's a dolly <laughs> Parton crossover <in> with, <laughs> with the first basket fans well, we've,
1: we've established there's a crossover between fruit basket fans and musical fans and that did get adapted to a musical so
0: nine to five got adapted to a musical yeah, you didn't know that. No, I didn't know anything about that movie until like three, like two weeks ago.
1: To be honest,
0: <laughs> and now I, I know. I actually the song. Knew about the
1: musical first. I was like, oh, someone did a Part musical, and then I was like, oh, it was a movie. Yeah. <laughs> first.
0: Anyway, okay. Now let's switch gears completely to chapter yeah. chapter thirty. <laughs> so another lighthearted chapter, but also completely different. I feel like these two they get paired together. We paired them together. Not because they're like conceptually similar, but because it makes sense to like have talk about them. I don't know before we get to chapter 31. So chapter 30 opens with Mayiko Daisensei-sama, the raddest teacher in all the land, <laughs> <laughs> announcing that all the, ki- like, all the kids should have gotten their midterm grades by now. And if they have any red marks, they'll have to do makeup tests on Sunday. And then we see a variety of reactions from the students ranging from like shocked to crying to like one saying bleh. <laughs> Maiko is like, don't give me that. Be glad we're taking time off on our day off to help you guys. And Uo leans back in her chair and she's like, if you're going to bitch, don't get red marks in the first place. Of course, we've got nothing to worry about, right, Toru? And then she looks over at Toru, who <laughs> is holding her head the in-, corner of the room. He- yes, in the press corner <laughs> of the room, holding her head in her hands in shame and sadness. You got red marks, Uo asks, and Toru only nods how many she asks and Toru raises a single finger without saying anything <laughs> what only one that's no big deal ua reassures her and so does hana who has come over and hana has received red marks in every subject <laughs> <laughs> so Toru has nothing to worry about obviously <laughs> Ooh. I really enjoy how it was like the more obvious
1: like punk kid, mm-hmm. but she's actually fairly good at school. Yeah,
0: it's like when they said about Kyo too. Like they, yeah. they commented she commented about the midterms when they took them that Kyo had been like holed up in his room studying. So mm-hmm. it's kind of the same. Yeah, Uo is definitely yeah. the punk kid. And she's like, yeah, we don't have anything to worry about, right, tour is like, mm-hmm. meanwhile in the corner of shame. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And then is like, terrible at school
0: and doesn't care at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, Hana doesn't give a shit about anything, which is great. <laughs> like, running or... <laughs> yeah. So, Uo is like, get the prince to help you study. And Toru is like, I did! And on cue, Yuki comes over, of course, looking concerned, but not mad or anything. And he's like, don't tell me, you have to take a makeup test. And then we see the kind of, like, lightning-y shading effect that was used in the... um, or It's really similar to the the one where Hana was like cursing the girls during the endurance run that's Mm -hmm. overlaid of Ritoru, who's like freaking out and shocked. And she jumps up from her chair so much so that she knocks her chair over and then slumps against the floor and says, I'm so sorry. And everyone is concerned, especially Yuki. I'm so pathetic, she thinks. I returned Yuki's help with failure. I can't face him. Uh, For some reason, I'm having a really bad headache. And then Uo, Hana, and Yuki all come over and comfort her. You shouldn't worry so much about it. Yuki says everyone has their off days and the questions on the makeup exams are way easier Uo says and Hana concurs but of course she would know Uo says
1: (laughs) so the chair is knocked over in the background yeah you can see
0: there's like a little kid in the there's another kid in the foreground who has a little like question mark shocked face as they're all kind of like gathering around her (laughs) but of course we still see we see Toru who is still very sad and upset and teary-eyed at the kind of like end of that exchange Later we cut to Toru and Kyo walking home from school, and Kyo gracefully starts the conversation by saying, so, you have to take a makeup test? And Toru backs away again, in shock, and slumps against the wall. Kyo is like... Yeah. It's like the exact same drawing, basically. Yeah, it's wonderful. Except there's like leaves in the background, like yeah. the background's a little different. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Do you want me to just leave you there? Kyo says. <laughs> they continue to walk on, and Toru thinks somehow have become extremely depressed. I'm so pathetic. I wonder if I'll be able to keep the promise I made to my mom that I would graduate from high school. And she also thinks, I'm having a hard time walking and I can't see straight. How could I allow this to happen? Why can't I get it together? And as she thinks that, she falls into Kyo with a flump. But fortunately, he doesn't transform, which is good. <laughs>
1: only her head is in contact yeah
0: it's i think it's in contact with his backpack there's enough fabric between yeah. them that they're not hugging i guess so yeah.
1: i think i think it's torso
0: to torso contact chest <laughs> to, and or back, to <laughs> yeah. to or back to chest and or back yeah <laughs> or just like arms jet gen- like generally encircling you not even touching you anyway she falls into kyo and then he freaks out and it's like hey i know you're upset but there's nothing to get depressed about and he blushes and says sheesh you're hopeless you know you'll end up with a fever if you keep that up and then on cue toru slides off of his shoulder and like flops to the ground fainted eyes all a swirl kyo kyo with his kitty ears up in a panic is like do you have a fever wait did you get a fever right after i said that that's dangerous and confusing
1: <laughs> speaking of that curse it made me think of the fact that like oh he can't even like carry her home I know like
0: what's gonna happen like what would happen yeah. if she actually like fainted faint I think she yeah. just like anime fainted but what yeah. if she like really fainted and couldn't get up what is he supposed to do just like drag her home or something like yeah. wait for her Can't to even, wake like, up get her standing and like help her walk that much probably he's just like picking her up by like the her shirt like her shoulders of her shirt I at yeah. her like, lifting her like by the fingertips and it's like get yeah. up get use your toes use your feet <laughs> like a marionette <laughs> yeah Kind of like in sync, anyway. (laughs) Uh, I made myself laugh. Anyway, (laughs) throwback to the 90s on this. It's something that everyone in the demographic of our podcast can relate to. (laughs) Not nine to five. Anyway, they somehow manage to successfully make it home, and Shigure diagnoses Toru's illness as a cold. They try to get her to get into bed to rest, but she tries to persuade them that she's fine and she has other things to do, like she needs to get ingredients for dinner, and Kyo is like, go to sleep! And Shigure is (laughs) like, the only thing you need to worry about is getting some rest. And she tries to protest again, but he leans in and taps her on the nose and says, you're a good girl, so why don't you do what I say, okay? Okay. She acquiesces, finally! And he's like, good girl, and Kyo grumps off to the side
1: this super cute i can't help it i just think it's
0: adorable it's really cute the way that he's like he's like you're a good kid so just be a good kid and she's like okay yeah. mm-hmm. she has so many responsibilities all the time that he kind mm-hmm. of like enables her to just relax yeah it's a
1: theme i like in some stories when like kids who have like a whole bunch of responsibilities that kids shouldn't have are like
0: just treated as kids every now and then mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that's kind of the the point of this <laughs> chapter <Something>, yeah <laughs> Something I like in for my locals. Yeah.
1: Another, something I like in
0: Avatar too. Yeah, I guess it just happened in Avatar. I haven't seen it as much, but mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. It never happens in Harry Potter. They're adults from the time <laughs> <No>. they're 11. <laughs> I was like, what other stories have kids? Anyway. Yeah. Harry um, Potter's like, would, someone please treat these children like children. Yeah, please. I know. Please. Like, where are the adults? <laughs> Harry Potter is not an adult. I love how in a very Potter musical he's like, I'm just a 12 year old boy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway 11 year old children saving the world <laughs> yeah no big deal anyway they convinced toru to get into bed so we see toru upstairs getting into her jam jams with a. yes That's really cute <laughs> <laughs> it's also cute you're saying that i'm being cute is that it i'm batting my eyelashes <laughs> but you can't see it <laughs> i think that's the only time they like translated death, but it's really
1: yeah. cute.
0: There's nothing <laughs> don't translate rather. There's no way that you can translate it. Like yeah. <laughs> And then they only just have a note that's just like Toro is polite even when she's like sick or when she's sighing or something. I can't mm-hmm. remember what it says. Yeah, so she's like des <laughs> which is wonderful. <laughs> I can imagine it. Um she thinks it's the worst time for her to get a cold. And on the next page we see screaming on the phone. is holding the phone away. So this is kind of hard cut to Shiguri downstairs. It turns out this Momiji on the phone shouting and asking if Toru is okay and if she's getting enough rest. And Shigure tells him that he got Toru to take the day off work. And Momiji is like, got it, leave it to me. And hangs up with like a click and Shigure is surprised looking at the phone at the end of their conversation. Yeah, it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. On the next page, we see Momiji slipping into an overly large work shirt that is somehow labeled with his name. Why does he have a work shirt? Anyway, whatever, it's fine. I'm not surprised. And also pulling it, you can see his, like, long sleeves, like, sticking out of the end, too, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is really cute. He said, he announces that he'll be taking Toru's place for the day, and he's like, I'll try my best to clean Toru's share" in his, like, bubbly way. And the ladies are all like, who is this kid? Oh, well, whatever, he's cute. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So we cut back to Shigure's house. Shigure has wandered into the kitchen to find Kyo cooking? Question mark? (laughs) And he asks if the food is for Torukun, and Kyo is like, you can't expect a sick person to cook for herself. And then Shikure hovers for a bit, and Kyo is like, what, you got a problem? And Shikure is like, I didn't say anything, but what are we going to eat? Take out, what else? He says, and he kicks the door down and stomps off. And Shikure chuckles and says, oh, he's quite the gentleman, isn't he? <laughs> oh, I think he sasses him for damaging the door first. Anyway, yes, Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I was really excited that I could up our damage to Grace house counter. <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah, that's like my first note. I was like, ah. Exactly. So we see Kyo walking upstairs after that hilarious exchange and he looks down the hall to the balcony and he imagines Toru cheerfully hanging up laundry out there. Sadly. <laughs> and then continues to bring the food to her room. So in her room, he delivers the soup and Toru freaks out because he made her soup and she says it's amazing and that she's so happy and he kind of like Sits, like, slumped on the floor, and he's like, whatever, just eat it already. And so she tries it, and she says it's delicious. And he blushes. And then he stands up quickly and tells her to just leave the dishes outside in the hall when she's done. Um, Toru says, I'm sorry for everything. Kyo looks back at her, and he says, if you're really sorry, then get over that cold. Okay, she says, but tears are welling in her eyes, and so Kyo slumps down again, and he says, there you go again. You're crying. I'm sorry, she says. What? Just say it i'll listen to your problems he says i toru starts and then she starts crying perhaps bawling there's like tears so many tears as she says (laughs) i want to keep the promise that i made with my mom but i'm so pathetic i got a red mark i failed Yukikun too and now i caught a cold i i want to be level-headed someone who people can depend on and kyo looks over at her seriously are you done he says I'm done, she says. <laughs> you can make up for getting as many red marks as you want with makeup tests. And who cares about that damn Yugi? You can overwork him until he dies, Kyo says grumpily. <laughs> it's not cool making yourself sick from worrying. Just get over it so you can wander around the house with that idiot expression like you always do. If you don't, I'll... And then he imagines her carrying something to him. like It looks like a tray of like onigiri while he's brushing his teeth or something. <laughs> I'll go crazy, he says. She looks up at him, eyebrows raised. She's no longer crying. So, if it'll make you wander around again, I can at least make you food. So don't worry about all that crap. And Toru blushes and thinks this this means he's trying to cheer me up. Kyos asks her to eat so her fever will go down, and then he slumps onto his arm again. And while she eats, he says, "There's no way that tastes good. Not compared to your cooking." And then he shyly looks up at her and blushes, and then she blushes more, if that's even possible. <laughs> And then he says, you being level-headed would be creepy. <laughs> she eats and she smiles. <laughs> it's so cute! Everything yeah. in this episode is cute. Everything in this chapter is cute. Yeah, this, yeah,
1: this whole chapter is
0: adorable. It's pretty great. <laughs> Later that night, Momiji Kisa and Tori arrive all to come and check in on Toru. And Tori gives her a shot for some reason. I mean, she has a cold. What the hell shot is he giving her? I don't. Anyway, I guess it's like IV antibiotics, but he's just like just in case something. But yeah, it's like IV maybe fluids. Not IV. I don't, <laughs> IV.
1: I don't know. Animals can get um like sub Q and IM antibiotics. I don't know if people can.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably mm-hmm. you can definitely get IV antibiotics, but yeah, I know I you mean, can get IV. You mean the sub skin? Yeah, maybe.
1: I don't Sub-Q know. Q is hard with people because we don't have as much. Yeah. Uh, Cute? With skin. I mean. With skin.
0: <laughs> not enough cute. I get it. I mean. Yes. You're not cute enough. Not There's cute enough. Words in <laughs> you heard what I said. I have a degree. You're so like sitting there with an IV in your arm. You're like, if only I was cuter. And I wouldn't have to put it in my vein. <laughs> if only I had more cute. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's putting it in her vein. I don't know. But it's like, what is he even doing? Anyway, you don't need drugs when you have a cold. You just need like. Mystery cold medicine, like what they had for Yuki. Maybe it's like a vitamin D,
1: D, whatever, vitamin D injection.
0: Maybe. Oh, maybe, because she fainted. That could be true. (laughs) I accept. You know (laughs) what? I accept your logic. Our new headcanon is that it's vitamin B. (laughs) It's like a B vitamin complex, so she doesn't faint anymore. Yes. (laughs) I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, he definitely gives her something. It may just be like, (laughs) I have fluids. Just (laughs) feel better. Hattori's like, I can't show you compassion in any way other than by giving you this free medication <laughs> <laughs> i can't show you any of my feelings anyway <laughs> so Tori gives her a shot momiji says to tell Hatori to stop if it hurts too much shigure said it hurt after all and Hatori is like i it was on purpose and then shigure is sassy <laughs> for being mean of course and then Hatori sasses all of them for making noise and bothering the patient and shoes momiji and shigure off toru asks how much she owes him for the visit and he says Get well soon. When you're sick, it seems that there are a lot of guys who won't calm down. <laughs> and then he leaves and leaves her with Kisa. Kisa wonders out loud if Hattori Ojichan is one of those guys. And Toru freaks out because, like, Hatori isn't that old. I mean, he's not old enough <laughs> to be called Nojichan. But, like, maybe because of their age difference, she wonders. Because I guess, like, you wouldn't call someone Nojichan unless they're, like, middle-aged, I guess, normally. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. That's what it says in the author's note. Yeah. Uh, or, like, in the translator note whatever anyway that's what kisa kisa calls him like a dory old man (laughs) dory oh i just thought of that now and it made me laugh anyway (laughs) but a knock interrupts her thoughts and it turns out it's yuki who's brought her some more questions to study for her makeup exam when she's feeling better and she thanks him and then we see her narration wanting to get better not for myself, but for other people, is a wonderful feeling. And then we see downstairs Kyo and Momiji are arguing in the kitchen. Kyo is reading a book called Holistic Cooking, and Momiji is like, "What are you doing, Kyo? Are you studying to be a bride?" Which is, <laughs> I don't know why, but it makes me laugh every time.
1: <laughs> I always like Momiji and Kyo. <laughs> yeah,
0: their relationship just is on great. Each other. <laughs> yes, in this case, it's even better. Then we also yeah. see um, Shigure asking Tori um, what he would like to eat, since Toru might want to repay him by cooking for him. And then on the next page, we see uh, Toru with Ke smiling and talking to Kisa, and she says, my happiness comes from the kindness of everyone around me. The last panel shows Toru, Hana, Yuki, and Kyo at school. Don't worry, Mom, Toru thinks. I got passing marks on my makeup test. And then we see Hana saying the makeup tests really are easier, and Yuki thinks, Hanajima-san, did you fail on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of chapter 30. Yay! <laughs> Both these chapters were really good, and they were funny. They were like, the even the... Um, Like, I'm not a huge fan of the Prince Yuki fangirls, like, stuff. But Mm -hmm. that chapter was really funny. And we got to meet Megumi, so. Yeah,
1: they're cute. Nothing big happens. Cute character stuff.
0: Yeah. I really think it's, like,
1: lighthearted stuff in, like, preparation for getting the next stuff in its own volume. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Well, plus, like, wasn't there some sadder stuff right before this, too? There's Kisa, which Mm -hmm. is sad, too. So it's, like, a little levity in between some sad things. So that's good. I want to start off this uh I would like to start this discussion by saying that I was so excited that Kyo broke the door. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Woo! It's been so long since anybody damaged Shigeru's house. I thought I was never going to update this counter again. <laughs> but it's the roof one time, the table, the doors, the interior doors, or like the paper doors four times, and then the wall by the front door one time by Kagura. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy. <laughs>
1: Like how he didn't even like quite break
0: the door itself he, he just like kicked, kicked it off the hinges yeah he kicked it so hard Shuri was annoying him so much that he kicked it so hard that the door like got damaged i guess you would yeah. say i like how shigeru wasn't even really doing anything he just him. stood there <laughs> yeah but Kyo no know- Kyo knew that he was being like yeah. he was doing it to be insinuate something or be annoying which is great mm-hmm. also he's strong with that little expression like i didn't describe it because i can't really but it's it's definitely like this like insinuating knowing expression of glee <laughs> <laughs> so he had that expression for sure So it's
1: just kyo demonstrating that he's the only other one besides toru who can take care of
0: himself <laughs> in this house i like how he's like she can't cook for herself and she's sick like it's like obvious and he's like you got a problem bro like yeah. <laughs> and he's like what are we gonna eat and he's like take out and then kicks the door <laughs> down <laughs> <Yeah>. so wonderful mm <laughs> Uh, can we talk about Hana? We should just let's go from the top. Let's take it from the top. Okay. Hanajima's brother is also mm-hmm. really charming. Making me. Yeah,
1: he's really funny, but it's also cute because they obviously are pretty close. Mm-hmm. To him.
0: But they don't look anything alike. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, they're obviously close, and I think they they seem to have a really good relationship in the sense that it seems like they kind of like they understand each other, but they also like even in this really small exchange, they're kind of encouraging. Megumi was encouraging her Hana to like be a better person or something like to kind of Mm -hmm. you know not be like jerks like the Prince Yuki fan club which was cute he seems very wise for someone who's so clearly supposed to be so young yeah
1: and like Toru and Uo obviously like know him pretty well Mm -hmm. so it's like obvious that day
0: he's like you're not them (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is also kind of funny (laughs) Mm -hmm. when he opens the door I like how he's just chilling in her closet too like a weirdo
1: yeah, I think there's a note that says, like, it's his room on the other side of the door.
0: Mm, that might be true. <laughs> Let me check. But either way, he's just, like, right there. Yeah, <laughs> so. he's hovering by the door regardless. Yeah, But I guess if he was just there and he heard it, then it's, like, a little bit different. But maybe it isn't a closet. It definitely looks like that, though. Either way, he's just right on the other side <laughs> of the door. So. Oh, yeah, there's a little drawing of him right beside the door. Hold on, wait. Mm-hmm. I'm getting there. Yeah, it says, on the other side... Of the sliding doors is megumi's room yeah you're right so it's not as creepy but it's a little bit yeah it's a little bit creepy. yeah
1: <laughs> he's still right there <laughs>
0: <laughs> i just like that it's funny that motoko first of all motoko just slid open the door and he was there and then she just shuts it right away <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's pretty great and then he the other thing is like they kind of stick together like um hana was like you guys are all acting out of jealousy and then megumi was like yeah it sounds like jealousy to me like mm-hmm. part way through their conversation which is good The Prince Yuki fangirls are also interesting um Mm -hmm. like I said I'm not I guess like not a not not a huge fan of them but like I just find it sort of like it to me it feels kind of like filler content but then yeah it's mostly just like
1: comedy stuff when they show up but Mm -hmm. But I think this is the first time they get like formally introduced as the Prince Yuki fan club
0: yeah I feel like I called them that before and then when I was reading it this time when I was reading these chapters I was like oh shit I wonder if they even mentioned this before because I think I I said like really a There's that... obviously a Yuki fan club and
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> and people call him the Prince, so I don't think it's really a spoiler to call him the Prince Yuki Fan, fan club. club.
0: Yeah. The two girls come before and they dragged they were the ones who dragged Toru off during the endurance run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I think
1: this is Motoko's first appearance, but everyone else the other two have shown up yeah. in the background before.
0: Yeah. This is Motoko's first appearance in the manga. If you've been watching yeah, the she anime, she was already there. hmm She was the one who was telling people not to take photos of Yuki during yeah. the uh during the thing. Mm-hmm. culture fest. That's something I like
1: in the anime too just like seeding her appearance a little earlier.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah Motoko's presence there is nice because it's nice that she'll come back and she's like she's pretty recognizable too. Yeah. Yeah with her double bows. Mm-hmm.
1: Also didn't really consciously notice but I guess the some members of the Yuki fan club are in the school paper too.
0: I think it was a <laughs> I think it was a ruse. <laughs> well it makes it I mean it wouldn't work as a ruse if you didn't think they were in the club. That's true. I mean was Hana care for the school paper? <laughs> hmm. If someone came up to me in high school and was like, I'm writing an article for the school paper, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, I wouldn't question if they were in the school paper. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I feel like the school paper is more of a big deal in Japanese schools. It changes a lot. In, like, Since like clubs in general are more of a big deal.
0: That is true. Yeah. Maybe they are. Like everyone
1: knows who's in everyone's club.
0: <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah, maybe they are. It's possible. It's entirely possible that it wasn't a ruse, that it was only a ruse that they wanted to write it. Yeah. Or maybe next episode, maybe we'll someday we'll see like her reading the paper and it'll be like all about Denpa or whatever. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> that would be funny. I wouldn't be surprised if it, it, it does like, come well, up. Well, since we know. Yeah. I not we'll write it. Except all they learned was that her brother can curse people. They didn't learn anything about her Denpa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we learned that, I guess we did technically learn that Hana and Megumi don't have the same powers. They both have like supernatural powers, but not the same ones.
1: Yeah. I also think it's unclear if Nagumi actually has powers if he's just fucking the fan club girls.
0: It's entirely possible. Yeah. He could have just been like, oh, yeah, I just need to know your names. But then Hana would have to be in on it, too, because she was like, don't say your name in the house, which is mm-hmm. interesting, which is also probably just meant to be spooky. But yeah, I I <laughs> see her just saying that as like a, a <laughs> thing anyway. Probably. She was suspicious of them the whole time. So. Mm hmm.
1: I can't decide if I like the idea of him actually having powers or just fucking with the Yuki thing better. so
0: They're both great. There's a, a good interpretation to both of them. Why not both? He does do both yeah. things, too. He could do both. He could be fucking yeah. with the manup powers. We, yeah. don't, we don't know at this point.
1: Yeah, she has like some other random powers. Like
0: He's like, oh, I can actually teleport. It's like, yeah. not, not cursing. <laughs> He's like, when people hug me, I turn into a bear or whatever. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. And Yuki's like, sweating yeah (laughs) i don't know if we learned anything else about the fangirl oh well i think we learned it said there's like half of the female population of the schools in the fan club yeah so it's a big fan club like the rules that you have to follow even if you're not in the club oh my god (laughs) yes i like that the the fifth rule is (laughs) etc yeah i can't decide that's like
1: supposed to be like you should just know or if it implies (laughs) that they have a really long list of rules
0: maybe both yeah (laughs) yeah it is interesting that they think that they can do whatever they want i mean as Mm -hmm. as it is pointed out they they feel entitled to control yuki's relationships Mm -hmm. not just among themselves but with everybody people who don't give a shit so the biggest bullies of all but hana and 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 u are there to protect Toru, so it's okay yeah yeah I don't know if there's anything else to say about them right now. No, I don't think so. But they do have an overall gripe with Toru, but mm-hmm. their objective was to get through Hana first and they did not succeed, as it turns yeah. out. <laughs> I thought the part with Hana is interesting. We should talk about that because Hana says, um, and it was noted, like there's a part where she pauses. Kisa is, uh, she, sorry, Kisa. Toru says that she wants to go pick up Kisa so she can't come hang out with Hana and Hana was a little bit jealous of that. Mm-hmm. Um, in that one part. And she says so later um, to Megumi. And yeah. so it's, I mean, it's also one of those things where, like, there's a payoff right away for something that's set up by mm-hmm. Takaya. But in this case, it was nice. We got to see a little picture of how Toru's relationship is changing, kind of her relationship with her friends, too. Her relationship with the Soma is just changing things with her friends. I feel like this was also foreshadowed a little bit during New Year's, where she. I mean, Toru wanted to, wanted them to spend time with their families, but both, like, I think Arisa, or Uo and Hana were a little bit, I don't like hurt, but they're kind of, like, apprehensive about mm-hmm. her, her spending time with them, so. Yeah. Yeah, so it's all kind of building off of, I think it's all been building up for a little bit, and we can see, like, how Hana was being impacted by it at this point. Yeah. But we learned a lesson, and the lesson is to be happy for people who are your mm-hmm. friends, even if maybe you feel envious of them or whatever, or jealous of them. Yeah. Takaya taught us to be better people. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think Megumi taught us to be better people. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so that was always cool. listen to the child who can curse people.
0: Definitely always <laughs> listen to the child that can curse That's people. That's what I learned from this chapter. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say your name ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Also, check every door when you go into some a new friend's house. <laughs> These are the things that or I Or don't. Learned. There might be something creepy behind it. That's true.
1: <laughs> Just leave the door shut.
0: <laughs> You're better off not knowing. Yeah. I also like how Hana was fucking them with them after and was like, they're like, what? Do we actually get cursed? And she was like, I don't know. You'll find out in three days. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. I like Megumi. He's cool. Yeah. Can't remember how much more he's involved in the series, but I hope he comes back.
1: Yeah. You know, he shows it a couple of times. I don't think he gets too much spotlight, but... <laughs>
0: Well, I can still hope, even though I've already read this series before. Yeah. <laughs> there's at least one other where
1: he gets a decent amount
0: of. Yeah, there's a good spotlight of him later, yeah. for sure, mm-hmm. that I can think of. But
1: Yeah. Um, other than that, I can just think of a couple where he's just kind of there. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and I kind of like that he's just kind of there. I mean, yeah. we talked about how all the, all the people in Faruba have, um, like all the characters in Faruba have different, this kind of varying level of relationships, like a real social circle, which is nice. Yeah. And like Megumi is Hana's brother, so he yeah, so doesn't it, have as many deep relationships, right?
1: Yeah, and like if you're talking from like protagonist perspective, it's
0: Toru's friend's little brother. So. Yeah, exactly. He's the There's third a connection tier. there, but it's not a huge
1: <laughs> one, and you're not and she's not gonna know that much about Megumi's complex internal life. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and neither will we, dear reader. I mean Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was nice it was nice to see him like and get see him like tell the girls off and stuff it was cool I liked it I yeah. enjoyed it <laughs> all right let's talk about the next chapter we already talked about Keo breaking down the door extensively but a classic sick day chapter I love sick day chapters <laughs> I love it when people are sick and they take care of each other in stories yeah it's yeah, one of my
1: notes on this chapter is literally just aw, oh, everyone is cute <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I think I can say in an academic sense, you're correct. Yes. Can't refute your argument. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, she's cute, everyone trying to help Toru.
0: Mm-hmm. I like how they're all yeah, trying she... to reassure her.
1: Yeah, and like she starts off feeling bad but is able to accept that, you know, people care about her and being cared for by people who care about you isn't necessarily a burden to them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she's starting to learn that a little bit slowly.
1: Mm-hmm. We get another um nice heart to heart between Toru and Kyo like we kinda had before gets her to actually kind of talk about her problems instead of trying to keep them to herself
0: yeah and that was really nice it's nice how because she felt like she couldn't talk to Yuki because he was someone she felt like she had disappointed I mean mm-hmm. not that he said that but that's how she felt yeah so it's nice that Kyo was like I'll listen to your problems like he was mm-hmm. so direct about it it was really cute <laughs> yeah
1: and like he's done that before where he's just like if you want to complain or do whatever it's fine mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: He's living up to his promise of being, like, yeah. if you're going to complain, like, <laughs> when the, when they go and rescue her from her family's house, I mean, go and bring her back to Chagre's yeah. house. He's like, if you wanted to say something, just say it. Like, if you're going to, com- you could complain once in a while. And now mm-hmm. here we are. Now it's happening. Yeah. Yeah, their relationship is. I feel so, like develop. he's
1: just like really weak to girls crying in front of him, is
0: <laughs> He did do that with Kagura too, even though he's yeah. not as <laughs> big a fan of Kakura. He's like, "Stop crying," and then he agreed yeah. to go on the date, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Kyo is a big, has a, a huge, big soft heart, like the kitty yeah. he is inside. Yeah, a <laughs> <laughs> like kitty. Yeah, fluffy and all, and so. Yeah, he, you know, I don't know, and he's he also like, it's like how you were saying when with Kisa last chapter, when Kisa couldn't say he was like you can say what you want for dinner, and it seemed mm-hmm. kind of harsh, but like he was just trying to encourage her in a way that he just doesn't know how to do it. So that's yeah. kind of like the same situation with Toro Yeah, and Toru was like he's trying to help me. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, She knows trying to find out to realize
0: he's trying to cheer me up. It's finally like in the very first or maybe whatever the second chapter whatever whenever he shows up and she comes home from school like he jumped through the roof and he's repairing the roof and he's like earlier today and he's like holding the tape with his fist yeah (laughs) clenching the tape she's like she
1: didn't realize till after that he was trying to apologize yeah exactly
0: (laughs) so now now she's like oh he's trying to cheer me up like in the moment Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) so they've gotten to know each other a little better i guess Mm -hmm. yeah it was very cute
1: i feel like Yuki's role in both these chapters is just like Reacting with confusion to the people around
0: <laughs> him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. In the, um, yeah, he's kind of a minor character in these chapters. A lot of it yeah. is ironically about him in the first chapter and in this yeah. one too. But mm-hmm. I guess like skipping back a little bit, I liked how at the end Hana was like, "Oh, you have it rough," and he was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was wonderful.
1: Um, yeah, like right after that, going into where she's where Taurus, like dramatically apologizing. Yeah, about. Him about getting the red marks and she's like what
0: i imagine them being the same day like in my head yeah these were actually the same day at school where like it's two over two days the first chapter is the first day and then the next day is the end of that chapter and then at the end of this day is when they got told about all their red marks <laughs> so it's like one long day of weird shit happening to yuki <laughs> is with why is she apologizing to me why is toru apologizing to me what did I do? He's like, I'm a terrible person, deep down inside. Yeah. (laughs) And I thought it was nice how he brought her like, this isn't a comment, we're supposed to be talking about like, analyzing stuff, but I'm like, I thought it was nice that he brought her notes. Yeah, (laughs) This is my wonderful point that I was going to (laughs) make. It is kind of cute compared to like,
1: like Momiji's like, helping out at work (laughs) and Kyo's making food and Yuki's like, I can't do any of that shit. Yeah.
0: I like how they all. I, like... <laughs> I was um, listening to our last episode that we recorded, and I realized that we conspicuously left out. I feel like a theme that was kind of obvious when I was listening to it again, which is that Toru is. So, I mean, we know Toru takes care of all the like Sugar and Yuki and Kyō, um, kind of in like a-, a head of household kind of way, like a mother, you might say, for example. <laughs> And in the case, in the episode with Kisa that we talked about last time, all the things with Kisa, she's actually like really directly contrasted with a mother, with her mother. Because there's the scene where um, Toru, when they're talking to Kisa for the first time in the yard and Kisa's mom shows up and Toru is like, when I told my mom I felt like this or whatever, that I was being bullied, I felt this way. And then there's this, there's like a memory of her mom hugging her after she confessed that. And then right away, Kisa hugs her. So mm-hmm. now she's in the situation where she's taking care of other people. And I think we've seen it so far building up in this series, but it's never really been directly compared in the same way.
1: Mm-hmm. And now
0: in this case, in these chapters, it's almost like the inverse where like, now she's the one who's to be taken care of. And they're all kind of like splitting up her duties. Like, Mumiji's mm-hmm. doing her job, like you said. Um, and is making her food. And Yuki's helping her with her school. So like, they are all helping her complete her kind of like different roles and even shigure was like go to bed Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i can't remember if i left it in but
1: which is sort of a parent like thing to do
0: (laughs) yeah exactly so like someone is also being her parent in this case like Mm -hmm. the role is completely reversed like she was yeah she was the one taking care of everything last time and now she's the one who needs to be taken care of and i just thought it was an interesting contrast that we i felt like I felt like as a creator of this podcast, conspicuously was left out of the mm-hmm. last episode. <laughs> I was listening to it and I was like, what? Why didn't we talk about that? It's so obvious yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of cool that like now it's the inverse. Like, I think a lot of people complain. One of the complaints that I remember hearing about like, I think this is going to change with the new anime, but one of the complaints I remember hearing about Fruits Basket in the past is that Toru was like a perfect... You know, girl kind of character, and she can take care of everything and whatever. And I feel like this is like one of those times where she just she completely, you know, like lost and kind of lost her cool. Mm-hmm. She felt like she was going to let down her promise to her mother. It's like a whole thing that her identity hinges on right now. Yeah. And that was almost lost. I mean, that's how she felt, even though it was just like, everybody's like, chill, it's like one mark. But yeah. <laughs> so everybody kind of helps her through that, which is really nice to see in this- yeah. these chapters. Tora's not the only responsible adult. It turns out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the other ones together make one responsible one adult.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she, she's the only one who can handle all of those tasks at once. But yeah, um, um, but yeah. yeah, I
1: think it's definitely a, a theme of the series that's starting to be revealed. Is like, you know, Toru is helping a lot of these characters, but they're also helping her in return. Yeah.
0: It's funny because she directly stated that before, but sometimes it doesn't feel like that. Like when when it's fresh because it was just recently in the episode of the anime that we talked about last kill when she's walking back with Kyo after that she convinced them or like after he had the argument after about talking and whatever, after he talked to Kagura and then Shigure sassed him about getting to know Yuki better. And then he ran off and then Toru brought him, Toru talked to him and they came back together and Toru was thinking, I want to help heal them the way that they helped me. Mm-hmm. And it seems like I, I kind of, I remember reading that thinking like, I don't, like, as someone who's read this series, I feel like that's definitely a theme, and it happens. But also, I felt like, feel like it's kind of happened, but, like, not as much as her helping everybody else. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so yeah, this is nice to also see this uh, kind of theme be touched on again.
1: Yeah. I also do feel like, like, from Tora's perspective, like, they've helped her by, you know, giving her a place to live. Yes. This <laughs> so I think she's just like, oh, it's I'm true. trying to, you know, pay back things they've done for me. So. Yeah.
0: I mean, for sure, I think she sees it that way.
1: I just don't see it that yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think she's, like, more than paid the back for that. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think she would ever see it that way.
0: No, I don't think so. <laughs> but it means a lot to her. They mean a lot to mm-hmm. her. Yeah. And I think this also, like, she says in the end in her narration, like, getting, I'm not just getting better for myself. Like, I'm getting better for other people and it feels wonderful. Like, my happiness comes from everybody around me. So. Um, and I think that it's interesting. Another, This is another point where she's also worried about her mom still like we talk about so we talked about her being sort of positioned as a mother type in the last character in the last two chapters and now she's back to talking to her mother again she's reassuring her mother she's like mom like don't worry i passed the test we haven't seen Mm -hmm. this in a couple of chapters but i've talked about it Mm -hmm. before as being like kind of a major part of her character like she's still we can see here's just another little reminder that she's still working through all of her feelings about her mother so she gets to be a kid in these chapters once again Trying to think if there's anything else that's not spoilery. I don't know.
1: That's all I had.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Mostly everyone is cute.
0: Everyone's cute. It felt like a lot, but like not. Somehow it's not too much. Momiji was there. Everybody was there to help. Kisa came to visit her. Mm -hmm. Hachari came to visit her. I really like the
1: little panel where like Kisa's like leaning on the bed and Momiji's like Mm -hmm. over her. They're both like hovering. Yeah. They're like, oh my god.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Mom's gonna die. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they're very worried about her. It's very sweet.
1: Yeah, even Shigure
0: was cute. Yep, even Shigure, Shigure didn't even make a scary face this time. Yeah, not at all. Not once did he threaten to use her for something <laughs> or threaten Akito. <laughs> <a> <laughs> Should I make a counter for that? I feel like it's like <laughs> chapters without Shigure making a scary face. Yeah, like... <laughs> guys, I love Shigure. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Um... Their favorite terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> I can like him for being great and terrible. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. In that case, I think we'll start talking about spoilers. So I just want to, first of all, thank everybody for listening again. Always like we've gotten a couple of notes this week. It's been really awesome. Thank you always for sending notes to us on Tumblr and Twitter. And you can email us and visit our site and all this junk. You know, you know where to find us. You have Google. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) So also just want to remind everyone next time, uh, we're going to talk about chapters 31 to 34. So make sure you read all four and get mentally prepared for that shit. And then <laughs> that discussion and that summary will be split into two episodes. So over the next two, week, two weeks, we'll be talking about those four chapters. So get ready. It's mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. I'm excited. An extra
1: Answer. long summer homework.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's book reports better be in our Tumblr ask box by <laughs> yeah. the end of like three weeks from now. <laughs> be granting no extension. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time Bye-bye. bye <laughs> okay we're back to talk about spoilers hey how about all those Kyoto spoilers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just like my heart is smiling because it's <laughs> When I was reading this the first time, not that this is all about me or anything, but when I was reading this the first time, I always shipped uh, Kyo and Toru. Mm. Um, And so I was, obviously, I was excited at the end. Sorry, Yuki Toru shippers. I know. I understand your pain, but it's not my pain.
1: Um, We've all all been there. Yeah. (laughs) We've we've all had our
0: ships sunk. (laughs) Like, Harry, Hermione, listen. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. The biggest Donatus, <laughs> Donatus the biggest ship sinking of all time. <laughs> anyway. It's fine. But um I felt like there was some Yuki Toru ship teasing too when he's like helping her with her homework and stuff. So and like he's really concerned about her and like checks in on her. It was very sweet too. I do feel like the ship teasing was fairly even handed in the early chapters so mm-hmm. I didn't understand
1: why it was a did you call it a ship war? where people mean about it? I don't remember. Probably because <sighs> it was nineties.
0: Probably 2000s anime fandom, but <laughs> Probably. I bet it was. I mean, it was yeah. probably in the in the you know in the ways that it could be like on IRC or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was like, like, "We had live journal then." That's true. <laughs> it would be like live journal. Like I hate Yuki X X O One Thousand. Probably there's probably forum posts, extended forum posts about it. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I shipped it too back
1: when I still ship it, but I'm more of a multi shipper. I've got.
0: I think there's lots of things to see we talked about one time we joked about how you could kind of ship everybody with everybody and be like i could see that but i think it's true mm-hmm. like they all yeah. because they have such natural relationships like i think you can extend them in whatever way you want in your head canon. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah because like almost everyone is connected to almost anyone else in some complicated way so
0: mm-hmm. so yeah where the megumi toru fanfic at i mean what <laughs> no yeah yeah <laughs> 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 You can really. I mean, anyway. Doesn't he have a crush on Duo? Actually? I don't know. Does he? I'm shocked. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I believe you. A hundred percent. I think I remember some little like passing comment about
1: that <laughs> in, a, in a later chapter. But... He finds
0: out that she ends up with Corino, and he's like, "Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> he's silently cursing Corino. Yeah. um I <laughs> curse. I can't actually remember if he can <laughs> curse or not. <laughs> I think he can. I think it's revealed in that chapter, the backstory chapter, but about Hana and Megumi like when they're little kids. I think that he can. Yeah.
1: I can't remember. I kind of skimmed that one. And I remember there was something about like, because he didn't talk much when he was little and the mm. parents were like, are they communicating telepathically? I, mean, like, <laughs> I don't think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he so was just a goth. I he said anything or not.
0: I love how they're like, Hana's room is so black and it's like a black bedspread. <laughs> it's like, yeah. so it's Hana's. Like, it's like my room in high school. I was going to say, like, <laughs> Hana's my goth spirit animal. Mm-hmm. that exists in my heart the reason why i keep my like black inu Yasha t-shirt that i've had since high school yeah. the so yeah i think that i do think that um there are details revealed about his ability to curse people and i think that it is actually true and then you know we'll learn about hana what hana did to her classmate and stuff i forget exactly yeah. again yeah, these I are think
1: like uh, foreshadows like their relationship there because mm-hmm. obviously we, in that chapter we see them the pretty protective of hana mm-hmm so you can see that they're close in this chapter and you get a more a little bit more elaboration on that in that backstory chapter mm-hmm. which is this chapter
0: it's a good chapter I just don't really remember <laughs> like a lot of things in the middle of this story I'm still kind of fussy on mm-hmm. the details like I knew the frezyca fan Club existed and they went to hanna's house but like I don't remember half the stuff that happened in this chapter so
1: yeah like I said i can't remember if I mentioned it in one of our episodes but like when i started reading this volume i was like wow well, i don't remember most of this volume <laughs> i remember kisa i remember the part with kisa very clearly yeah i remember kisa was introduced but i don't remember like most of the other stuff like when i read it i was like oh yeah this but there's also if asked um, you before i cracked open that volume i wouldn't have been able to tell
0: you oh yeah there's a chapter about this nah. there's a chapter about that. um there's also the part where kyo makes toru's soup I remembered the part that part from the anime really clearly because he makes it with leeks. Like doesn't he steal mm-hmm. leeks and then Yuki's all pissed off that someone stole stuff from his garden? Which is I a- remember that, but I remember him making it with like a mask on so he didn't yeah. have to like it or anything. So that's all <laughs> yeah. like added. Like that wasn't in this chapter of the manga and I was like, Oh, he didn't use leeks. So I was like actually a little disappointed. <laughs> yeah. But it's fine. He still cooked for her and Gray still sashed him, which was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think there's just some, like, I guess other spoilery things are like, of course, you know, we saw Toru's relationship with her mom again, and being worried about graduating from high school, like, it's her, clearly her primary concern, Mm -hmm. still, so.
1: Yeah, I think when you're talking about how she hadn't, like, talked directly to her mom in a while, and Mm -hmm. then doing it in this chapter, Mm -hmm. I think that might kind of foreshadow her, like, fear about forgetting her mom and her promise to her and stuff from later Mm -hmm. on.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Like she, may,
1: part of it is maybe like, oh, I've been having so much fun with the somas that I forgot about my schoolwork and I forgot about my promise. Yeah. So try and like focus more on that.
0: Yeah, probably. Because um, I think the last time that I can recall, offhand, that she like talked directly to her mom, like in her inner monologue or whatever, was at the hot spring, right? Mm. I'd have to look back, but that's the time that strikes me in my memory as us reading this.
1: Yeah, I can't remember, but it does feel like it's been a little while.
0: Yeah. I was just kind of I, f- I felt like it had been a little while when i read the line when we were when i was writing my notes i was like oh she hasn't said that in a while <laughs> it was a little shocking so it was cool it was it's interesting it's interesting to see her growing and changing i should,
1: should have mentioned the Hatori ship shiptees also too,
0: <gasps> we're talking about tea. just get well soon Hattori, like
1: maybe Hatori is one of those guys who won't calm down <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's like i gotta find something to give her quickly find the beat find the B vitamins. Yeah. What do I got in my bag? He's, like, digging around. I have a headcanon that Atori has, like, a doctor bag, even though I don't think yeah. that that's true <laughs> like at a all. really old school looking. Yeah. He's the equivalent of the town doctor, like, yeah. archetype. So he, he's like, digs around his bag and he's like, can I give her this? Can I give her that? How about these? B vitamins. Let's go. Yeah. We ship everything on this podcast. <laughs> we do ship everything on this podcast. Is there any other spoiler stuff that you wanted to say?
1: we get more on Motoko later on, but it's yeah. not really anything big or anything that's super foreshadowed here
0: no i mean she just like says that she has like a lot of feels and they get resolved later
1: (laughs) the resolution on her yuki feelings later Mm -hmm. which is nice
0: it is good because
1: it's the kind of thing i like about fruits basket because it's the kind of character that wouldn't really get like a nice positive ending yeah in like certain other series they'd just be like a comedy bully
0: yeah yeah like even even the comedy boys get a (laughs) get a good end she actually gets some
1: you know character growth and yeah she does resolution which is nice
0: yeah it is nice everybody's nice everything is nice yeah (laughs) everything was cute Mm -hmm. yeah and then of course that's the theme of these chapters everyone is cute everyone's cute you know it's more like everybody's you're seeing them like grow up like i think Mm -hmm. like that kind of uh attitude that people have that they can be or think or say things a certain way in high school yeah you know the we see that motoko at least get closure closer on her feelings with Yuki later. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't remember exactly what the content of that discussion is. So it might yeah. be about that. It might be about something else. But Yeah, I don't remember the details. But I remember no like, right before she's about
1: to graduate, she has like a heart-to-heart mm-hmm. with Yuki. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's nice. There's a lot of characters in this series where like, even if I don't necessarily like them that much, toward the end of the series, I'm just like, oh, I'm proud of them. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> he grew up Motoko. <laughs> yeah. You're a better person now than you used to be.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel that way about characters I like too, like I'm super proud of Yuki at the end of the series. Yeah.
0: I so felt, just like- There's a lot of characters
1: where I'm just, I'm just proud of what, what they become.
0: <laughs> yeah. When I when I first read this series, I, the series, for the first while, I think by this point I probably had a good opinion of him, but I remember not liking him very much in general, kind mm-hmm. of in the early part, but then by the end I'm like full on like, Yuki, you did so great, mm-hmm. you know, you're so mature and responsible and empathetic and whatever yeah i was like that too he wasn't my favorite mm-hmm. when
1: i first started reading but like now even at the beginning just with the hindsight of his actual character
0: and yeah. what he'll go through and everything i'm just like oh,
1: I oh precious i remember like by the time it was getting to like the student council stuff i was like oh he's so he's doing so good he's doing so good even in these chapters
0: yeah, yeah. when he we talked about him with kisa last time it was like mm-hmm. you're doing good yuki
1: yeah <laughs> everyone tries so hard in this series.
0: <laughs> yeah they're all trying to do their best it's pretty great and then when they when they fuck up, everybody's there to help them, <laughs> like <Yeah>. like Toru. <laughs> or if I uh, fuck up, I make a tiny mistake. <laughs> yeah, well, some of them majorly fuck up, but <laughs> that is true. Mm-hmm. And everyone's there for them too, which is nice.
1: <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a series of and second chances.
0: Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, on that pleasant note, I think we can end this episode. Mm-hmm. So next time, just remember this is the third time. Psychology says that (laughs) if you repeat information enough times, we're going to talk about chapters 31 to 34. um, 31, 32,
1: 33, 33,
0: and 34. (laughs) That is correct. It's Kyo's true form arc. Now we're in spoilers, so we can say that. Yeah. We're talking about his true form. We're going to get into it. Everybody bring their tissues. (laughs) um Bring a coffee. It's going to be a long lecture. Listen. Yeah. (laughs) And it'll probably be, I don't know exactly how long this discussion is going to be, but I assume it's going to be double the content. So it'll be split into double the episodes. Yeah. somebody was once like someone of our someone once asked said an ask that was like how you guys plan stuff so regularly and i was like i don't know <laughs> listen <laughs> how do you regularly produce so much like the same content every week and i was like well we just make plans and then we stick with them that's how it is so the plan is magic yeah it's all um production magic
1: so <laughs> uh, that's our power like megumi can teleport Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Our can put out regular content. <laughs> put out regular content at a reasonable quality on a regular schedule. <laughs> you can count on us for something pretty good. <laughs> it's okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. Thank you all for listening. Again, you can uh, send us asks and stuff on Tumblr or send us messages on Twitter. You can. Uh, you know, imbibe this content on YouTube or whatever the fuck it is when you listen to something that doesn't have visual content on YouTube. And uh, you can email us at staytogetherpodcast@gmail.com. I don't know what it is. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say imbibe. <laughs> <laughs> you know that? Uh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> my sister commented that I was talking to her about something completely unrelated to the podcast, and she was like, "Your word of the week is charming. You keep saying everything is charming." And I was like, "Shut up!" And then I was editing. The episode about Kisa and I was like, man, I fucking said "charming" like fifty times in this episode. <laughs> it, it's it's so, a charming series. <laughs> it's pretty charming. So I just like to pick words.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Imbibe. You, I'm heard, it, you words heard it. You heard it here not. first. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is like, it in a sentence? She imbibed <laughs> the content from YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> the girl imbibed the Try Guys video about. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i am b no (laughs) anyway all right thank you all for listening we'll see you next time for sadness i mean (laughs) but also heartfelt upliftingness catharsis yes see you for catharsis here's another big word yes sat word right there the girl felt catharsis when no (laughs) She watched the Try Guys video. <laughs> she imbibed the Try Guys video. Okay, whatever. Listen, Good night. There's like someone trying to <laughs> make the writing sound better, so they just open up the <laughs> <doors. laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We'll, you can imbibe this next week. <laughs> Thank you for imbibing this podcast. We'll see you next time. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Prince Yuki fan club first year representative Mio Yamagishi. Wait, you Mio Yamagishi said it. You, you, son. What the fuck? <laughs> I can do this. What if her beloved Yuki were to fall in love with him? With wait, what? What if fuck? I can talk today. <laughs> i hope you don't end this at all (laughs) (laughs) people need to get to the content not just me fucking up (laughs) but i do want them to know the true me (laughs) so (laughs) i felt like there was some yuki toryo ship teasing too when he's like helping her with her homework and stuff so and like just oops sorry i hit the spring on my microphone (laughs) The <laughs> anyway <laughs> um-